See Sweet and Sour, powered by Align, the podcast where we talk about the sweet and not-so-sweet sides of leadership. Hello and welcome again to this episode of See Sweet and Sour. I am very happy, privileged, and uh, a little fanboying, but you know, we'll, we'll take that off. We'll take that off the podcast later with this next guest, Dan Kelso. Uh, how are you, Dan? Uh, I'm I'm good, mate. Yeah, I'm okay. Apart from the fact we just had our uh, our website hacked and taken down, I'm 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 all right. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We we've made a lot of enemies, mate. As you can imagine, it might it, it could be one of the many old blokes I've pissed off on LinkedIn. It could be my exes. Could be uh, <laughs> could be anybody. Who knows? All right. For those who don't know Dan, I'm going to go through his bio super quick, uh, and then we'll get into it. Uh, as you're probably going to notice, it's going to be an interesting episode. So yeah, Dan Kelsall is a content marketer, co-founder of Offended, and author of the best-selling book, Fucking Good Content. That was written and published in just 20 hours. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, specializing in creating polarizing content that stands out above the noise, He's worked with companies from recruitment tech startups to challenger banks. Again, Dan, thank you for being here. And my first question is, tell me a little about how you got a best-selling book written and published in just 20 hours. Uh, yeah, sure, mate. We want to prove something. I'm a big believer in, in, in always questioning why. That's, why. that's why I was terrible at school. And that's why, uh, <laughs> that's why I'm surprised I've still got any friends left. Because I, 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 I'm, I'm not really good at accepting... If there's a rule or there's a way of doing something, that means it's been made up by someone. And if it's been made up by someone, it's been made up by a person. And, and, and pe people, human beings are flawed. So there's a good chance that the, the, there might be a better way of doing that. And there's also a good chance that that person's full of shit. So we like kind of gaming systems and, 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 and doing things completely differently. And, and when I was seeing, I mean, you see bestsellers all over the, all over the place. You've got everyone's a New York, New York Times bestseller. Everyone's an Amazon bestseller. Um, and I just started questioning a little bit and think that was bullshit. And I thought, I wonder if we could, um, from the first word on paper, all the way through to the end design, and it was all done by me. I'm not, um, I think if our graphic design team had got hold of that book, they'd have ripped it to shreds, but uh, they didn't get a chance to publish it. It was, it was a case of trying to prove, number one, that most of these bestsellers and you know people that label themselves as that uh, are complete bullshit. But at the same time, kind of, I wanted to see if I could get all my thoughts on paper, publish it, become a bestseller, piss a lot of people off because I have, and then uh, as a byproduct of that, maybe generate some leads. And I, I think it was, um, at the time, it was our biggest client. It was a, it was a challenger bank over in over in Germany, ahead of market and read the book. And I mean, the the, the book is is littered with spelling errors. <laughs> it's not been proved yet. I actually can't believe what I, I can't actually remember. Sorry, what I what I wrote in there. So so I'm not even sure whether I agree with half the shit I said. Were you sober while doing it? Uh, I'm maybe. Sure there was a few beers involved at some point. Maybe. All I right, there you go. Okay. It, it was a weekend. All right. So there was definitely some beers involved, probably. But yeah, and then the next thing we released it. When I first released it, I put a LinkedIn post out and it sold a few copies. And the way it turned into a bestseller, there was a, a WhatsApp group of, of, of marketers and recruiters. They all started slagging it off. Now I was lucky enough to have a few mates in this in this WhatsApp group, and they sent me the screenshots of these conversations where it was just people saying what a shit marketer, marketer I was, um, saying what a terrible writer I was, for being a copywriter and can't spell, all sorts of other shit. And um, and I printed those off. Oh, sorry, I screenshotted those and turned them into adverts, and that became our advertising campaign to push up. Basically, slagging myself off, which is like I'm, I'm very good at doing. So. And the next minute, I think after six months, we'd sold nearly 8,000 copies. 
And the weird thing is, it always gets a new. I don't push it anymore because I can't. Most of I can't remember what's written in it. And uh, but it still seems to have a spike every World Book Day, where everyone seems to post it all over LinkedIn and and and, and say it's the favourite book. And I don't know why, because it's, it's it's literally a hundred pages. Most of it's stick figures and taking the piss out of Gary Vee. And, and, yeah. and it did well. Yeah, I've I've seen a few of those. I remember that those adverts, and I remember people. I remember comments and comments and comments on on. on People being, this is this is a disgrace. How's this person even in marketing? How's that? And others just saying, recognize the hustle here. Recognize what this person's done and how he's broken the system and still and still working. Right? You're not doing it the traditional way, as you mentioned before. And it's just it's just working. It's it's, it's like the complete opposite of what people expect something successful to be. And it's just that it's literally you not giving a fuck about what anybody thinks. And just letting everybody troll themselves into into virality, letting everybody make themselves trolls and make it into it, it, it this viral thing. It's great. It, it's it's an incredible strategy. And you probably spoke on LinkedIn way before this. I, 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 we, we have, but I, I, I think I, I mentioned something to you. Like I don't have the, the balls to do that. Like I don't have. Like I just can't. I guess at the at the position that I, I am in in my life right now, and 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 the companies I've worked at. Although in a line right now, what I am trying to do is trying to get the common like the common word, the layman's dictionary out there, and use sometimes words like shit. Like get shit done is one of our core one of our core um, values. Yeah. And instead of asterixing asterixing asterixing. The I, sorry, that's the yeah. first time trying to say that word. Um, <laughs> we're just leaving the I in there. Again, it's not there yet. We're doing rebranding right now to our website. But one of those things is, you know, we're adults here. And especially when talking about leaders, you know, there's all kinds, not just the stuck up ones that think they're you know, in, the, in the ivory tower. There's actually more that aren't, substantially more, 98.9% more um, uh, that aren't these stuck up, you know, yeah. I love it. I love it. How did you get started in marketing and, and you know, starting your own company? Because I do want to touch on leadership. This is a leadership podcast as much as I love to talk about marketing only, which we might actually, you know, maybe veer off a little bit. But how did you start your company and what, what got you into marketing in general? I got into marketing like uh, anybody else who gets into marketing because I was I was shit at everything else. And then, and then Don't like, tell anybody know, that. Come on. The reality, of, uh, <laughs> reality of marketing, mate. It's the same, same with uh, jobs like recruitment. Sales, you know, uh, any of these industries, there's, there's a really low barrier to entry. I've had several companies before, like all of them failed. I've had a you know a clothing brand. I used to uh, I used to compete in MMA for about ten years, badly. Nobody told me that prerequisite of, uh, of of being good at MMA was the ability to fight. But, you know, uh, and I've always been soft as shit. So I I, I love the industry and I, I created a clothing brand and I, I started creating other products. Like I did a company called War Balm, which was um, I basically made my own organic Vaseline in, in, in a pan in my kitchen. So obviously, if you've ever done any any sort of contact sports, Vaseline's used quite a lot to stop cuts and abrasions and things. But I always used to put it on. I've got sensitive skin as well. Again, another another reason not to be a fighter. Right? And uh, so I always used to get spots and clogged pores because of, because of uh, the Vaseline we were using. And I thought, you know what, I'll make, I'll make my own. Didn't follow any regulations. Didn't look into it properly. I called it War Balm. Which I thought was a good name. I've always been good at branding. And Warbam, I tried to sell into gyms, and lo and behold, no fighters bought it because if you're a fighter and you get punched in the face every day, why do you give a fuck about a few spots and sensitive skin? So, uh, and and I've had kind of other business ventures. I've had app companies. I had an app with investment at one point, a recruitment app, 
and it failed because my uh, investor disappeared up a, a mountain. You can hear sniffing, by the way. So I've got a, a pug between my legs. No worries. And um, <laughs> and he disappeared, and that collapsed. And, and and the one consistent theme throughout all of these businesses was I was good at marketing them. I was good at getting in front of people, and I was good at copywriting. I started um, I started my life as a copywriter after that in a in a tax business, which was uh, which was fucking dry. <laughs> And um, <laughs> taxes are dry, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah well, and, and yeah, and and I, and I hate nothing more than taxes nowadays. But and and from there, I kind of started doing edgier and edgier posts, and uh, to the point where I did um, I did a, a post on LinkedIn taking the piss out of people's profile pictures, an article back when people were still reading articles and, and could be asked reading. <laughs> to the point where the CEO called me in, um, and he said, um, "Listen, you you need to take that down." I was like, "Absolutely not! I it's my LinkedIn. I do what I want." And he was like, right, well, you've got to take our company name off your profile then. So I worked there for two years and it looks like I never worked there because I'm not allowed to list it on my profile just because of an article. But ironically, that article was the uh, the thing that kickstarted my career. And I had loads of freelance uh, clients get in touch and eventually got a, a job as a head of content for a startup. I built Offended originally within that startup in return for investment. COVID hit, they were making no money, so the investment terms fell through, but they still tried to keep the business. So I ended up, me and Dean ended up having to, we built a business within a business and then had to buy our own business off that business. And, and that's you, where, you did that, it though. That's where we are today. I know and we survived somehow and we're still here. Yeah. I think about those kinds of stories, you know, the stories where you're just getting the, the crap beat out of you and uh, you just keep getting up. Yeah. It's like all these cliche, cliche one-liners of you have to get up at least one more time. Yeah. Then you argue falling down. I, I'm probably yeah. I said it wrong, but um, but you, you get the gist. For all, all the people that are listening right now, one of the things that I do want to make sure they take out of this is that almost everybody who's very very successful, like almost right. Obviously, there are people that are just lucky, just because they're I don't know God touched them or whatever you believe in, or just you know genes or whatever but most 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 people are only successful after failing so many times like it just it, it's a learning experience and I'm, i guess i'm thinking i think i've said this in every single podcast until now this is number like six or seven or eight i, I don't remember but every it's like a, the l is a is a learning experience not a loss that's how like that's how i take that l right yeah that's 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 great it's it's something that people really need to understand it's okay to fail and you need to be okay with failing Exactly. You'd be comfortable with failing, and exactly. And, and people, you've gone that. Yeah, people say to me. I mean, I was, I was, I was. Uh, we were having a. a uh, you tell them getting old because we were having a darts night at the front of the lads the other night, and it was all of our mates got together. And there was a few asking me about it. You know, just people in in kind of jobs and complaining about wanting more money and asking uh, how they get into 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 business and what they do and what are the steps. And I was thinking, you're looking at this because we are where we are now. It's taken me, I mean, I'm, I'm 35 now. It took me till I was 32 to even be able to start earning a, a reasonable wage to, to live off. And, and now, you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. You know, the, the business is, is doing well. Cash flow is good. It's profitable. And we're, and we're growing. But it's taken so long to get to that stage and so many fucking failures that I think sometimes the lads forget. I had, you know, 10, 15 years of fucking horse shit. And just eating yeah. eating pot noodle sandwiches, you know, or, or ramen noodles, whatever you guys call it over there. But it's um, you know, <laughs> uh, and and it and it was fucking shit, mate. And 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 nobody yeah. um, nobody sees that part. And you almost, I think, as you become successful, you almost start to forget about it yourself and forget what you actually went through. And it's like, it's only like conversations like this that bring you back, and you think, oh, mate, actually, 
that was quite that was quite a rough ride. Your website is not one might one might expect when looking for an advertising agency. How do you incorporate this kind of creative creativity and uniqueness into your brand? And I guess a question that I I, I want to make sure everybody understands is: Does it pay off? Mm. Yeah. I mean, if, if you listen to this, <laughs> our, our website has disappeared because some little well, rat, not right now. <laughs> little, little rat has, has taken it down. But before it got taken down, we basically we we, we took an approach to, to building the, the site as well. In in against everything that everybody told us, you know, we 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 put swear words on there. We we spoke in our tone of voice. We took the piss out of people. We took the piss out of politicians. I think we even took the piss out of the Queen, which we get in trouble for now. She's dead. But we we well, was before. Yeah, it was before. Yeah, lovely. Okay, um, all right. We, um, we, we, we took the piss out of. Um, we're big fans of taking the piss out of authority and doing it on purpose. And everybody always said to us, you know, if you do that, offending is a great idea. It's funny, but you're only ever going to be this gimmick, this this funny gimmick. Big brands aren't going to touch you. They're not going to come to that site, see all the swear words, and and oh, we even had um, our our cursor. You know, our our mouse cursor was a middle finger, so it was doing. <laughs> And, and the even, even the favicon was a yellow penis. The favicon was a little yellow penis. Um, oh my god! And they, and, and, and they were all wrong. We ended up with uh, we got you know Antonio and Ladbrokes and Foxy Bingo and you know huge huge uh, betting corporate. Uh, yeah. Lots of uh, KFC. You know we we got we got big brands and and we even after disasters, I think people. People don't get as offended as you think they do. It's just that the people that, that get offended generally are the ones who, who shout the loudest and everything. Shout that's, out, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. Thinks it's not actually the case. Most people know how to take a joke. Most people don't get offended. And actually, we've used the fact that people do get offended to our advantage. We actually uh, were in there. When we got in with Entain, the, we were at first we were with the employer branding team. Mm-hmm. And they said... Uh, DEI, uh, Diversity, Equity and Inclusion. That, yeah. that, that team were looking for a new marketing agency as well. So can they send yeah. our work over? And I thought, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion. I mean, we, 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 we're very much supporters of, of underdogs and all sorts of minorities, but we're not the most PC sometimes. And the fact we've got penis on our side probably isn't. Anyway, he, said, he sends over the link uh, with some examples of our work. And for some reason, uh, until we changed it, that the link of our website used to bring up the Favicon underneath it. So he sent an email with a link and a yellow penis to diversity, equity and inclusion. Strange reason we were still working with them. So there you go. If that was really yeah. offended, then, I, then I, I, I don't know what does. I, I think you said it the best. People that are offended are the loudest, and it's not necessarily everybody, right? So, you know, even though you think about diversity, uh, equality, and inclusion as a very, let's call it social justice warrior, pink hair, all the way left, that it's that they've gone already right kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like they've gone so far down the deep end. But when you, if you think about the, the the essence of DEI, it is to put everybody in there. So you sh- it's it's like the exact opposite. You shouldn't be offended about anything, right? You should be able to accept everything that 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 comes towards you. So whether you got lucky on that situation, because not you, you know, I, I wouldn't expect everybody on that kind of uh, at that position would 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 appreciate a a yellow penis. Hey, at least it's yellow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And not blue, for example, you know, not not assuming any gender here. It's it's amazing. I, I love that. Like I honest, I really love that. I love the fact that uh, that you're still working with them and they, and they appreciate the joke. Like that's that's the whole idea to understand it's a joke and understand that there's there's more behind it than just you're not this horrible person. You know, you're just trying to get an emotion out of somebody to get something out. That's that's marketing in general. 
Uh, wow. That's, uh, <laughs> so when hiring, so I know you're hiring and I, I, I try to help you out a bit with hiring a way, a little a way back when, how, how are you hiring people? Cause you, they need to be in the same, like the same vibe, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And we, 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 we've got it wrong quite a lot. It's a really weird one because until the last week or so, we hadn't had any staff turnover. The only staff we'd ever um, that had ever left the business, we'd have we'd had to exit because the, okay. the, the danger of um, the danger of, and I hate doing that by the way. Uh, it's it's one of the worst parts of the job, I think, but it's it's something you have to get used to. Something not a lot of people talk about either, particularly in leadership, is the need to get rid of people uh, and to, and to have some sort of turnover because it gets stale. You need fresh eyes, right? And um, but we have, as you can imagine, we've we've attracted some very very loose cannons sometimes. Some people that come in and interview and you think this this person's got the spark, they've got the offended spark, and then two weeks in you think this person's a serial killer. This person's this, yeah. person, this person's about a year away from, from from killing a lot of prostitutes in Soho, right? This is this is this oh is Oh my god. Thing. Yeah, right. We have we have a we have a yeah, lot yeah. of we have a lot of sorry, sex workers. We have a lot of sorry. um that's the danger. Interesting. That's the danger. Interesting people, but the danger is with our hiring yeah. that people look at our brand, they see it as sweary, they don't recognise. They think the brand is all swear words and offending. They don't see, see the, the clever work that goes on behind it. That's just that's just the varnish on top of the swear words and stuff. The the the, the work itself and the things that we do, there's purpose behind it, there's strategy there, there's vision, there's there's things we're trying to achieve and change, particularly in the marketing industry in the UK, and, and they miss that. And they come in just thinking they can speak to people how they want and and, and swear and uh, and make inappropriate jokes and and hence we've had to actually get rid of uh, a few people. But we've also had some success in hiring or, or certainly recruitment marketing the way that people tell you you shouldn't do it. So we're big believers in being honest and transparent about what it's like to work somewhere. We did a marketing campaign you might have might have seen it where we fly posted all around Manchester posters that basically said stuff like. Sometimes it's good working here. Sometimes it's shit because it's it's the truth. And things like you know, if you apply for this uh, position, we think you shit. We won't hire you. That marketing campaign got slated left, right, and centre. It, it had um, recruitment bods and people in talent acquisition going absolutely mental about it. We were in some Facebook group being discussed. Uh, the results spoke for themselves. I mean, we we had God knows how many QR code scans. We had um, uh, the post go viral on multiple accounts on, on online. I posted the pictures from the from the posters, and we we hired three people within the space of about three weeks uh, in in some pretty, pretty you know pretty technical positions you know videographers illustrators animators you know these people aren't easy to find particularly good ones with the uh, with the sort of mentality that, that we need so yeah yeah I saw that campaign and and again it, I know this is this is an outlier kind of case here. I'm trying to think of how anybody else could rec re replicate it without being as offensive, you know, offensive in quotation marks. People are not seeing me doing the bunny ears here. My, my question is, do you do anything that's not offensive? Meaning like working yeah. with a, a a company that with more traditional marketing uh, campaigns? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we do. Um, so everyone thinks that because we're called offended, we set out to offend people. And actually, we, we, we call ourselves offended because if you do something different, if you uh, take a stand, you don't sit on the fence, you say something interesting, you use humour, as a byproduct of that, you're always going to offend someone. And what you can't do is sit there worrying about it, going, 
you know, and having some department, you know, fact checking everything and making sure it's okay. Because what happens then is you become uh, driving a little boring, you end up sat on the fence, and then that creates indifference. And indifference is the biggest killer of brands. Because if people are indifferent to you, particularly if you're a smaller brand, they don't know you fucking exist. And, and it's dangerous. So the, the, what we do is with, with the other the clients and things, we don't go out to offend people. We work with, with huge corporates. We can't. We can't. There's no way you'd get KFC saying, you know, eat this fucking chicken on an ad campaign. Exactly. <laughs> they, they, um, we do do clever things with them, and we do do quite funny stuff. And we did do, do a sort of honest uh, recruitment campaign for them as well, which went out in all the stores in the UK, which was um, going on about, you know, not expecting you to, to bathe in gravy and get a KFC tattoo. And at the end of the day, we know this is just a Right, we know this is just a job, and we know that that your reasons for getting this job might be the case. You're just a student, and it's a stopgap and things. But it was an honest, honest campaign. And I think that that's the sort of things that we do. What we will not do, though, is we we won't do the dry vanilla boring shit. If you just want to, if you just want a newsletter that doesn't really say anything, doesn't have any hooks, doesn't have any humour, then there's plenty of other shit marketing agencies out there that can do it for you. Yeah, and agreed. Agreed. Right now, as as you know, being the co-founder. What what are your struggles right now with the business? Do you have any? Is everything all all fine and dandy? I kind of know the answer, but I just want to. Yeah, no, no, anyway. no. Every, everything is on fire. Honestly, this, this year we've come into this year doing better than we've ever done. We've got more retained business with, than we've ever had. Bigger team, bigger office, and honestly, mate, I've I, I had a nice Christmas. I came back. I thought, looking for this is my year. This January's been fucking terrible, mate. We've had the website hacked and taken down. We've had uh, shaky clients that we've had to turn around. We've had clients that have suddenly got cash flow issues out of nowhere that we've, that we've had to kind of support, hoping that they'll find the cash some, at some point. We've had, yeah. we've had people kicking off with us. We've had legal issues. We've had staff issues. We've had our first leavers. We've had, it, it, it's, um, we've had shoots cancelled. We've had the fucking train strikes, so we can't get anywhere. So we oh just keep on to yeah. and shoots or, or, or get Ubers, which cost a fortune. It's just been, it just feels like everything's on fire, mate. But weirdly enough, for me and Dino, I don't know whether we're just sadistic or something, but we, me and Dino seem to perform our best when our back's against the wall. I don't know why that is. It seems like the more problems we have, the better we work. And, I, and that, that's odd. I don't like that. That means I'm going to die early. I'm going to die young. Very no, soon. no, no. It's just how you're, you're, you're wired, man. It has nothing to do with, it's just, that's just how you work, right? I, I, me, a lot of people, some, some of the most brilliant writers. So when Saturday Night Live used to be something that I would watch, now it's just, I just can't anymore because it's just, it, it's not funny for, for me anymore. But when with Saturday Night Live, for example, they would wait almost until like the day of, to, to like two days before, they would just shoot the shit, do stupid things. And because of that, that crunch time, there's something that happens with your brain, with a lot of people that are incredibly talented, that just like lights up. And when you're stuck again, it's kind of like the fight and flight situation when you're backed against a wall and somebody and, and somebody who looks scary, but you can, you know, it's easier to go through than a wall. You just try to, you find a way to punch them in the face, right? So that's, that's just how you're wired. And, and I think you should just appreciate it. Rather yeah. than um, think you're going to die early because of it, because you know stress is a good thing. Obviously, not immeasurable stress, but having those spikes of stress do something good to your body. Hmm. Oh no, yeah, and your yeah. brain. Apparently, 
I agree. I know. I, 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 yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It's it's weird for me as well. It's um because I remember getting asked on on a podcast what I thought I was because I'm I'm quite self depreciating. I don't know if you know this, but that's just that's just Manchester. That's just our sense of humour. We all take the piss out of ourselves. I asked what I thought I was good at and what my main talent was, and I honestly think it is just. And I, I know it's a bit cliche again, but mine is just keeping going. I've done so many things badly, and I've had so many things on fire and go wrong. Whether it's life, money, relationships, businesses, but I just keep going. I keep trying to do something else and make and make sure it works. And it's the maybe, yeah, like you say, maybe it's the way I'm wired, and maybe I uh, maybe I secretly enjoy the chaos. I don't know. You shouldn't hide that. Like you shouldn't be you shouldn't be ashamed of it at all. Just you know, some people just strive when when there's when there's chaos around them. They they don't figure out how to connect the dots when things are flying around their heads. It's fine. But, uh, you know, that's just the person you are. Again, everybody's a, a different leader. And, and some leaders, again, like, like you said, in your situation, drive when there's a little bit of chaos and just have to make sure that you have the team in place that can deal with that, yeah. right? If there's something that I'm, I'm pretty sure you're learning. I like pushing boundaries, not anywhere near as close as you do. One of the things is you have to make sure the team is, is okay with that. And it can sometimes be a hiring issue. Um, yeah, yeah, true. We're, we're very lucky. Yeah. We have... Um... Our entire uh, management team are, are female. And knowing me and Dean, and also knowing what male is like, I'm not sure I want it any different. They're, they're brilliant. They're absolutely, they, they are absolutely, they can They can do, the, the world should be should be female. It should be run by female. Right? And I know, I know uh, you, uh, every, every, you know, the Andrew Tate fans out there will disagree with me on that, but I, I genuinely think that. Maybe it's because I was brought up by a very, very strong woman. They catch us when we fall every time. Me and Dean have made some pretty stupid decisions over the years. Um, and, and, and those guys have been there to, to, to catch us. And, and, and I, hope we, I hope we never lose them because they're brilliant. Yes, I completely agree with you. A bunch of uh, bros trying to do, especially marketing, by the way, doing marketing does not turn out good. It just doesn't like, okay, when it's technical or analytical, like, you know, deep diving to SEO or analyzing PPC stuff. Yeah, I could kind of see overall, but when it comes to creativity, understanding, like, you know, at the end of the day, we're not, we're not women and we need the other side, you know, me and you, right. We need to see that other side because they're, they're, they're half of the population. They're actually more than half, like 0.1% more. There, there are more women in the world than there are men. At least that's, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Last time I checked, having that di- diverse thought is incredibly important. And I, I've noticed I've worked best when my, when I have like a work life. I've had my my best thoughts and 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 campaigns have been done when I've had this kind of contrast, and that and that's great. And I, I I agree with you on that. And it's 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 incredibly important to have that diverse hiring thought in your mind and having a, a diverse team. It's, it's just, I used to be so, no, it's okay. I, this is me like five years ago before I even knew what being a leader and, and understanding things. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very, growing up, it was very, I was the traditional boy, right? Growing up, yeah, boys can do everything the best. You know, there's nobody better than us. We do everything. Yeah, we're the strongest, right? Yeah, we're the smartest, all this, all this stupid dumb shit that I thought was right when I was, when I was younger, right? And then you realize that it's, it's, just, it's just not like that. You know, especially now I'm married, I've got kids and I, and I just see the world so differently right now. It's kind of good that I saw it that way. Can I, now I can compare, I can say like, I, I can, I can, I can recognize that as a freaking idiot uh, right. back then. And no, it's, it's good. It's good. It's, it's, uh, I'm so happy I've, I've gone over it. I, I, I've completely changed my, my thought process. And I think that's also a big part of being a leader as well. Understanding where you're wrong and, and calling yourself out sometimes. Definitely. It, has, has that happened a lot? 
Yeah, yeah. Where, you, where you're calling yourself out? Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. And we, we don't just do it to ourselves. We're honest um, with our with our staff about it as well. And we, we're honest when, we, when we, we don't profess to be the best leaders and managers of people ever because because we're not. We've, we've never been taught to do it. Me and Dean are, uh, are learning by doing. That always has its problems when you learn by doing. You're always going to make mistakes, and 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 eventually things work out as long as you're self-critical and you 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 know you get better at certain areas. But yeah, we just try we just try and be honest with everybody. And if I if I think I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, or if I think I've uh, said something out of turn, or I've had a go at someone unnecessarily, or I've uh, you know I bought the whole team for a sh- something that's gone wrong when in reality it was my fault. The minute I um yeah. realise that, I'll go and apologise because I'm sometimes I'm I can be quite blunt. And abrasive, I say sometimes, but I'm also very good, <laughs> very good at apologising. And, and, and I'm getting one thing I realise as well. I don't know whether you're the same. Is, is, is I look back in my twenties and I realise that I wasn't very self-aware. Yeah, uh, and, exactly. And yeah. Becoming more yeah. and more yeah. self-aware, which is a good thing in some ways, and other ways it was ignorance was bliss. <laughs> so I think about that sentence like ignorance is bliss. I, I think about that that sentence more than probably most. I disagree. I prefer to be the person that is able to confront knowing things and dealing with them and moving forward and pushing forward as I, as I, I assume you as well or think that way rather than just being just being completely unaware of what's going on and not even wanting to necessarily because if you want to be ignorant that means you're, you're staying there right that means you don't want to grow and that's just the wrong thing to do that's just the wrong thing to do like my, my pol- like even from from business to like political I've I've gone back and forth so many times on how I think things should be done. And, and I believe that's what's helped me and others that have done very similar things to just be better in general. Yeah, definitely. I always uh, I always say that too. I mean, we haven't got kids yet. We, we do plan to. I always say to, uh, to, to my uh, girlfriend, I always, I always say, I reckon the reason I'll be a good dad is because I fucked up so much. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure what my kids could do that I couldn't go... I've done that, don't work out really well, <laughs> you know, or I did that, I had X amount of years where I was fucked. I think the the fact that I failed so much will probably give me those life lessons. And those, I suppose those are also lessons that you can kind of give to staff as well. And that's part of being a leader is, is not, not lecturing them and patronising them, but, you know, if you've been there, done it, it's easy to uh, easy easier for de- for them to learn. But I mean, I say that say that. But I've had a lot of very very wise people around me when I was younger, and I didn't listen to any of them. So uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm talking shit. But... No, no, it's it's not that. It just uh, it's just how human beings human beings most people need to experience those failures. Like like you know, other, and and one of the things I, I think being me being a father and me trying to do or working towards doing as much as possible and as as a leader of a company is letting my kids slash team you know i'm separating them but i'm adding them in the sentence together make the mistakes but be there to explain to them how they could have done it better after the fact and i i think that is the difference because i don't because my dad is probably one of those people that just saw something and did it. My dad was very, very successful at a very young age. He had bakeries and uh, he had like cafes and stuff like that. He retired pretty young and he just figured things out himself. He was just kind of gifted in that way. With me, it was not like that at all. My dad would tell me things all the time. Don't do this because 
and you explained, he would even explain. And I would be like, okay. And I, I wouldn't get it until I actually ate, yeah. ate, ate the shit. Yeah. I was um, exactly the same. And um, it like multiple times, doesn't matter how I, I even be, like, I was like, dad, I know. And you're right. 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 I, I know. And you're right. And I would still do something stupid. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and, but, but I learned that way and it kind of, so the way I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to bring up my kids and the way I'm trying to be a leader is say, listen, I, I'm okay. I'm going to explain to you how to do it. I'm not necessarily expecting you to do exactly how I say, but when we're done, we're going to be doing a postmortem, right? This is the business world. Obviously I'm not going to say postmortem, my six-year-old, but <laughs> let's do a postmortem and talk about why this didn't work out. It doesn't necessarily have to be like this whole thing, no presentation, but let's just try to work this out and see how we can make sure it doesn't happen again. Because unlike business, like unlike sorry, unlike the, like the, the just being a kid, a six year old, you can make a bunch of mistakes until you're like twenty one, yeah. right? And nobody's as long as they're not like life, mm. like life or ruining somebody's life or anything. You yeah. can, you can kind of get over them. With yeah. business, it's a little bit different because you, there's only you can only do a few enough mistakes, and then everybody's losing money because the business is 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 in the, is in the tank, right? So with business, you need to you be the, the, the curve, the learning curve needs to be a little bit quicker, but you, they, people do need to fail and they, they need to understand yeah. if, if they don't figure it out the first time that how to, how to do it. And you just got to help them. You have to just be the hand there to hold them when, they, when they're when they falling. I think that's, yeah, that is, that's yeah, the best that, way to do that's it. That's very, very wise of you, mate. That is all you can do really, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, uh, I know, I know, I, I look younger than you, but I'm a little older. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do look I'm kissing forty. I'm kissing forty this year. Um, so I, I have a few years on you. Yeah, you must have. You, yeah, did, you, did, you buy, did you buy some of that war bomb I made? Is that what it was? That the, what the skill it, was it, how did you know, man? I, I did. I did. I knew, I knew um, I yeah, no, my, I knew I had one customer. I knew. I knew. <laughs> we, 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 sold, we sold at least one tin. I'm sure. Hey, listen, I I, I did do MMA uh, and uh, jiu-jitsu. I, I've been doing jiu-jitsu for, for – I did a jiu-jitsu for a while until my back just went out, and then I just couldn't anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's uh, unfortunate. Everyone's I, back goes, mate. Everyone's back goes. I've got so many mates that are um, around my age, your age, and, and that they've got fucked backs. I just – I just – I don't know when my well, mind's coming. <laughs> Mine's coming. When when you're when you're sitting all day, and then when you're actually going to jujitsu, your legs are over your head all the time. Especially yeah. the style that I did. I was always like this. I don't know if you're familiar or not, but kind of like the tenth planet style, where it's, yeah, it's yeah, mostly yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Eddie Bravo. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, where your legs are over your head all the time. Yeah. Um, I, that's what I would do. And eventually, I'm I'm a pretty tall guy, and I'm not as thick as most. And uh, they they just fold me in half. Right, nice. right. Nice. So you're, something's gonna pop, and it did yeah. multiple right. times. And what was so it? I, yeah, was I'm it doing it? other things instead. Was it a disc? Yes, oh. two discs. Yes, two. Oh, I just can't anymore. Wow. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Dan, is there anything you'd like to tell anybody uh, that's listening right now, or or tell yourself from five years ago, five, like if you look at five years in the past, something you'd like to tell your 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 five years ago self? something that that kind of makes sure to keep them going and um be better yeah i mean i suppose all, all, all i'll say is um is this I, I mean not very many people end up where they're supposed to be or where they thought they were going to be sometimes you get uh very talented kids who have uh particularly either push your or uh 
encouraging parents, I suppose. But it's um, uh, it's around the uh, dinner time, you see. So that's why she's been a pain in the ass. Um, yes, you're in the UK. Um, yeah. The so so I mean, for me, it's just it's just you've got, kind of got to go with the journey a little bit. Like I I always wanted to be a novelist when I was younger, when I was when I was little. Um, and I, I wrote two novels, and as with most of the things I've done in my life, they were shit. That's why they didn't get taken on. I always wanted to be a writer. That was always my dream. And, I, and funnily enough, the path has led me back to being a writer. All right, I'm like a diluted writer. I'm a marketer who writes shit adverts and stuff. But it's kind of, I've just kind of followed the path, followed the journey, kept I kept going. Uh, and I know it's not just about keeping going. Some of it's, some of it's the limited talent I have and some of, it's, uh, some of it's luck. But sometimes you've just got to kind of embrace it and just go with it. And I think... Too many young people particularly get so worried and worked up about what's next and what the future holds. As long as you keep going and keep getting up every day and, and keep trying new things when you fail uh, and don't give up and don't just, you know, uh, and actually put a, a bit of effort in something that you love doing, generally for most people things work out unless you die for some reason and get hit by a bus, which none of us can see coming, right? So uh, just, yeah. I think, I think that's, the, that's yeah. the trick, just getting up every day. Keeping going, putting effort in. I know it sounds really shit, like shit advice, but it really is as simple as that. Yeah, sometimes the sim- the most simplest things are the hardest, uh, just because it just feels like it's so simple. And uh, but uh, but doing it again and again and again and again kind of makes it it, it, it exponentially makes it more difficult in your mind. And uh, yeah, it, it screws with your head. Mm. It screws with your head, and that's why people don't do it. Dan, uh, I love this so much. Thank you so much, Dan. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, this was great for people listening. I, uh, you know, if there's anything interesting here, and there's def- there are definitely interesting things said in this in, in this podcast. Feel free to share it. Remember, sharing is caring. Uh, the next episodes we have coming out is with David Meltzer of David Meltzer Enterprises, Rich Armstrong, president of Great Games of Business. And uh, Warner Moore, uh, the, the founder and CEO of Gamma, Gamma Force, some very, very, honestly, great leaders coming up in the next episode of C-Sweet and Sour. Dan, once again, thank you so much. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, for everyone else, uh, let's get shit done. <laughs>